Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. It was July six years ago that my co-host, Corey Yellen, whom you just heard, was diagnosed with anal canal cancer. And Corey, when the month of July arrives, do you have, is there a, something in your gut that tells you, makes you uncomfortable about it? Hmm. Um, it brings up uh, some emotion and it uh, certainly causes me to reflect. Um, as you're aware, I was given a death sentence, uh, six years ago, mm-hmm. you know, told I had two to four months. Um, but it's also time for reflection on how much I've grown and how much I've changed and how much the path of my life has altered since then. How, ha- how is your health today compared to say 10 years ago? Let's go back prior to your diagnosis. Um, it's way better than it was 10 years ago. Way better. Yeah, absolutely. And you've had people tell you that you look completely different than you did. Yes. Even initially when I first started taking oil, um, a lot of my friends were supportive and, uh, some of them, it's not that they weren't supportive. Um, I think they were very skeptical and even the most skeptical of my friends after a few weeks of me being on oil would come up to me and say, Oh my God, you know, you look totally different. And I would walk by people on the street and they wouldn't recognize me for my, because I went from this crumpled up little old lady to somebody who was vital and alive. It, you know. and, and also, uh, we should mention that to, prior to your diagnosis of cancer, you had some heart issues, didn't you? I did. I had uh, a heart attack in May of 2007. Uh, I had double bypass surgery. Uh, my recovery was pretty tumultuous uh that christmas or just after christmas the uh one of my two daughters uh looked at me and said you know paul and i didn't expect you to make it till christmas uh but i was left with a condition called post-sternotomy syndrome as well as having a malaligned sternum from the sternotomy and uh, it was very painful so i spent just short of five years in agony so when i was diagnosed with cancer i already had a really poor quality of life i mean i don't know if you can really even call it life you know i just went from pain pill to pain pill pain pill to pain pill Pill, yeah one of the things that i've noticed about uh you is that you seem to have actually more energy than when i first met you i guess about uh, almost a year and a half ago oh really longer than that yeah i just i think you've got more energy yeah, I, I feel like I just keep getting better and better. And as I was saying to you before we started recording, uh, I was out with a, a friend, a couple of friends last night, uh, acquaintances that I met three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And they commented on the change in my appearance even from then. You know, and at that time, I had already cleared myself of cancer three and a half years ago. But so it's almost like I just keep getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, one of the things that I've learned from uh, knowing you, Corey, is that taking that, almost, I guess it would be almost micro-dosing uh, CBD and THC, the three and a half milligrams of CBD and the three milligrams of THC every day, I really notice a difference because I was off it for a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, and um, maybe it was the weather here, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. And when I started taking it again, the energy level just, you could, it's almost imperceptible. Yeah. But you just think, hmm, this is a little different. Yeah. And I think. I don't take large doses of it, no. and when I've taken more than a couple of pills a day, uh, I even feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I've noticed that you've uh, – one of the problems that you've created for me, Corey Elland. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I remember when you first started taking CBD, and I asked you, well, you know, what do you think? You said, oh, I didn't really feel any different. Because yeah. you don't. It's, it's very subtle, and it, then it starts to build up. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. You don't notice it, and then you think, hmm, where did that pain go? Yeah, yeah. Or you notice it when you run out of CBD, and then you go, cripes, why am I hurting or aching or whatever the case may be. So if you haven't heard Corey's story, uh, Corey's full story is on episode one, but we're just kind of give, giving uh, you an update uh, today because July marks the month in which Corey was diagnosed. When were you diagnosed being cancer-free? I think it was uh, coming, it'll be coming up five years uh, in October. I think around October. I'll have to look at the actual date. See, I was probably cancer-free a lot sooner than a year later. I waited a year to go to the doctor because, keeping in mind, I was completely on my own then as far as how to dose, how much to take. There were no Facebook groups or anything like that. So I understood you had to do 60 grams in 90 days of cannabis oil. Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly didn't do 60 grams of cannabis oil in 90 days, and I certainly didn't get up to that um, revered one gram a day. Um, so in my mind, I was convinced that I still had cancer. So I waited the year and then I thought, oh, you know, I better go just kind of get a gauge of where I'm at. And, uh, that's when I went to the doctor and he couldn't believe his eyes. He examined me three times. He just couldn't believe it. And he said, it's gone. It's completely gone. He said, if I, if I didn't know that you had had cancer, I would say, that you were out, that this was completely healthy tissue. Did he know what you were doing? He did. He did. He was amazing. So this guy, when I told him what I was doing, was way back. He had done the diagnostic procedures, uh, surgery, and this was a, a follow-up. And, of course, he knew that it was cancer and it was pretty bad. And so when I walked in, he said, so how's radiation going? And I said, well, we need to talk. And I proceeded to tell him about having watched that video, Run From The Cure, and um, researching cannabis oil, and that I'd made a decision to do that. And he didn't know anything about cannabis oil, and he said, you know, so I can't comment. But when he listened with rapt attention while I explained all about it for 10, 15 minutes, and at the end of that, he walked across the room, and he got down on one knee, and he took my hands in his, and he said, I want you to know that I completely support you in what you're doing, and I'll follow you and, and uh, support you as a physician. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that was wow. uh, that was uh, pre- uh, remarkably different from my GP, 
who put his hands over his ears and went na 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 and didn't or la 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 and didn't want to hear what I was doing. And I have to say, in my GP's defense, that he did a 180 when I cleared myself, and now he thinks cannabinoids are amazing, Corey. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they they really are. And uh, Bob Bellamy, who we interviewed yesterday, yes. I mean, he's a perfect example. Bob has health issues as yes. well. And, uh, I mean, that's great. So, when you were declared cancer-free, what was that like for you, emotionally? Well... When he said, you know, it's gone, it's completely gone, and um, I was, like, in disbelief. Uh, even now, just, you caught that pause, it was just like, yeah. whoa, I was, like, stunned, because I just knew that it couldn't possibly be gone, because I hadn't done the right amount of oil. And then he said, you know, I want to take you into the OR and do some biopsies, just to make sure. And I thought, okay, well, he's going to find the odd little cell still, but this is still really, really good news. So we did that whole procedure, and I remember going back to his office, and uh, he walked in, and he had a piece of paper in his hand, and he looked at me and he said, you did it. And I said, what? He said, you did it. Your counts are free. You did it. And uh, I couldn't believe it. It was just... Because I remember looking at this cannabis oil and thinking, this tube of black shit is going to save my life. <laughs> you know? It even gets you today, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, absolutely it does. And I remember, you know, when I went in the first time, um, when he said, you know, he couldn't see it and that it was gone. I remember coming out and I had been crying because I was just so stunned it was gone. And I was there with a couple of friends and they thought the worst, okay? And then we walked out and so they're buckling themselves, embracing for, you know, to hold me when we get out the door because they can tell that something big has gone down. And we get out the door and I look at them and I say, it's gone. (laughs) And it was just, we were all crying. It was like, oh, we can't. Yeah. So, uh. so when you took the oil, Corey, I don't think I've ever asked you, did you notice any difference with your heart condition? No. Um, some people are able to get off of their blood pressure, high blood pressure medication. That hasn't happened for me yet. Um, so, so you still take blood pressure medication? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which I don't like at all, but um, I'm hoping that, you know, at, I, I always think the oil kind of works on what it needs to work on first, yeah. you know, and I've certainly, you know, talked to other professionals who have said the same thing. Um, in the beginning, I, my heart would uh, do a bit of racing and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was really scared about that, you know, um, but I persevered because I thought, well, what's a little racy heart, you know, compared to dying of cancer? And, uh after about a month or so, it settled down. So, you know, I know certainly that since then, I've spoken to people who have experienced that and are really afraid. And, you know, to them, I say, persevere through it because it, it will go away if, it, if it's anything like what happened to me. One of the questions we get asked almost daily on the show, Corey, through emails to our website on Facebook is, where do I get oil? Now, when you started... There was there was hardly anything about oil. Correct. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the last few years, it's just exploded. Yes. So, 
I always tell people through email that we don't sell oil. oil. No, we don't. And Let's be really clear about that. We, we don't sell oil. We, I don't sell oil. I have never sold oil. Rick Simpson doesn't Rick sell Simpson oil. Rick Simpson does not sell oil. No. no. Scammers in the UK sell oil. Yes. So, if anybody gets a message from Rick Simpson offering to sell oil, don't buy it. Don't buy it, and literally don't buy it, because it's a scam. I can tell you that Rick Simpson does not sell cannabis oil, and Rick Simpson will not send you a friend request on Facebook. Yeah, Rick also posted something on his Facebook page saying he does not sell oil. Yeah. Yeah. Now, doing the show, when we started this on October 17th of 2016, uh it was really an eye-opener for me because my knowledge of cannabis at the time was very limited. Yeah. And some would say it's very limited today. Well, <laughs> I think you've come a long way. You've come a long way, Ian. But um, I think one of the things that I've learned doing these interviews, and you are interview number 180, but in doing these interviews, it's just absolutely incredible to me some of the tragic health issues that people have to live with mm-hmm. or they have to live or one of their relatives or their child has yes. and cannabis has done just some remarkable things in saving people's lives yes and, and changing people's lives and changing people's lives and i'm astounded by it i'm i'm taken aback sometimes And you weren't here, but when I interviewed the fellow in Vietnam who had this just horrific growth behind Mm -hmm. his ear. Yes. And you could see the picture of it and just it popped out. And he said it was infected and people could smell him. Mm -hmm. It was rotting. It was rotting. Yeah. And uh, as a result of putting uh, antibiotics on it and shrinking it a little bit and then putting cannabis oil on it externally and taking it internally. It's uh, just kind of a pink mark there now. It's amazing. And uh, we've talked to other people who have were on their deathbed. Yes. Yeah. And um, and are alive and well and, and cancer are free. Alive and well and cancer free. Yeah, I have that little girl in Serbia. That's the the one I always think of. When, yeah, tell that story because I don't think no, I don't think you told. Did you tell know. that on the very first episode? I'm I, not sure. I don't know if I did or not, but I'll tell it again. Uh, so. Uh, about four years, four years ago now, almost five, almost five years ago, I was contacted uh, on Skype, via Skype, by a Serbian woman living in London who was calling me about her sister, who still lived in Serbia and had a five-year-old child. And this little girl had a tumor between the brain and the skull. And they had done all the chemo and radiation that they could do. And she had been sent home. She was very ill and she was dying. And uh, this was, you know, just her last days. And uh, she was pretty much unconscious. Her organs were starting to shut down. Uh, But she was seizuring almost constantly, I guess, from the pressure on the brain. And so the sister was saying to me, did I think cannabis oil would help ease that? And they recognized that it was too late to save the child, but would it help ease the seizuring? Because the sister freaked every time it happened. And I said, yeah, I think so. Anyway, uh, pointed them, you know, in the right direction. And, uh, uh, of course, I just, uh, you know, in quotations, knew she had died. Well, a year later, I get this really emotional email from the parents saying, um, the little girl's up and playing, the tumor's 75% gone, 
and they're going to go visit relatives on the weekend that they haven't seen in three years because she's been too sick to travel. And I, w- I was just blown away. And then a couple of months later, I get another email from them saying they've changed her name from Anna to Bojana, which means little warrior, uh, that she's back at school. Here's a picture of her in her Christmas concert. And, oh, that tumor, it's 100% gone. So Bojana, I had an email about two months ago, three months ago, this the five-year-old just mm-hmm. celebrated her ninth birthday. She's 100% cancer-free. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that always gets me. Yeah, the story that I, I mean, all of the stories are really fascinating. And uh, I think one of the stories that was very impactful was Doug Bench, the judge in yes. Florida. Yes, he's an amazing man. Who sentenced 311 people to jail yes. for marijuana possession or marijuana issues. And when he got COPD, what happened was his wife did research, uh, got some cannabis oil, told him to take it. He refused, and he refused for six days. And on the seventh day, she was going to pack up and move out, and he decided to try it. And that night, he put half a grain of size of a half a grain of rice under his tongue, tongue. didn't yeah. like the taste of it, but... Uh, Next thing he knew that uh, his wife was standing beside him, and he said, uh, am I high? <laughs> she says, no, you just slept for seven and a half, half hours. hours. Yeah. And now he educates people and helps people with on his ranch in Colorado. Yes. And uh, that's that changed his life. It's changed his life. Yeah. It's changed my life. It's completely changed my life. Yeah. It's changed my life, too, actually, Uh, (laughs) after getting fired a year ago from commercial radio and (laughs) now living in poverty trying to do this. (laughs) So one of the things we should tell people that um, if they would like to support Cannabis Health Radio, just go to our web page and there's a donate button on there and you can make a donation. If everyone donated even a dollar. Yeah, it would sure make a difference. It would sure make a difference because we don't... uh, we get very, very little money for doing this. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to try and track down people to do the interviews and edit the interviews. It's and, a pretty much a full-time job. And yeah, the website and the technical issues, which are just bloody awful. Because <laughs> Ian is not a techie. No, that's <laughs> And nor right. am I. Yeah. And uh, what do you think, Corey, in celebration today, why don't we make this offer? And I just thought of it. And uh, Yeah, and I'm looking at you going, what offer? Yeah, so, okay. One offer. If people want to advertise or sponsor Cannabis Health Radio, let's give them two months for the price of one. All right. Okay. Absolutely. And if anyone wants more information, just uh, email us at info at Cannabis Health, Health Radio. Radio. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really... I mean, I like doing this. This is actually a lot of fun because yeah. it's, very, it's very, very educational. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Some of the wonderful people that we talk to, the uh, people that are really brave and step forward and share their stories with us and have, have had cannabis impact their life in such a positive manner that they want to share it so other people can enjoy health, which is basically why we're doing this. We want to save lives. We want to get the word out there. That there is a choice. You know, you can feel better. Yeah. Corey, if you were trying to find out where to buy cannabis oil today, how would you do it? No matter where you live. I mean, it's just research, 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 isn't it? Research. Please, please be careful of scammers. There are so many scammers. Never order online. 
because more than likely it will be a, it will be a scam. Um, I myself know of um, there's there's a lot of people that are very repu- reputable and um, have integrity who are producing a really quality product. And, you know, I'm aware of some of those people. Um, so people can always message me and I can certainly make some suggestions of where to look. Um, the other thing, you know, Rick always says is make it yourself. That can be pretty intimidating. And often people who come to us or are looking for oil are pretty sick. Because often they're not choosing it as a first choice. This is after they've had chemo and radiation and stuff. One of the things that Ian and I hope to be doing in the very near future is promoting a machine that we can that you can use in your home, that you can use on your kitchen counter to produce your own medicine that does not have any risk of explosion. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Um, I don't want to say too much about it right now until we know a bit more. Uh, but this would give people an option uh, to be able to make their own medicine and to be able to do it safely. Yeah. And I think it's odor-free, isn't it? It is. Odor-free. It is, yeah. Yeah. So that's something that uh, we're looking forward to doing. It's uh should happen probably, hopefully, cross within, our fingers, within, within a couple of months. Yeah, well, a couple of months, or I was going to say a month, but yeah, we'll say a couple of months, uh, just because <laughs> if anything can go wrong, it will. It will go wrong, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Corey, I'm wondering, where do you see the cannabis industry going in the next few years? Wow. I don't know. I... I have a vision of where I'd like to see it go. You know, I mean, we're looking at this whole legalization thing here in Canada. Um, you know, we we're talking to uh, uh, Bob yesterday, and he's talking about, uh, you know, how much further ahead they are, you know, over in the Balkans. And uh, the industry itself within Canada, I think it's going to depend very much on how that ruling comes out for legalization in Canada. And I'm really hoping that people are going to be able to grow and that they're going to be able to grow enough for what, you know, for what they need. I think that, you know, people have to be able to have that option. Well, under legalization now, uh, when it comes into effect October, uh, pardon me, in July of 2018, each household would be allowed to grow four plants, four plants, which I think is a mistake, because if you have three people in the household, you're only allowed four plants. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you live alone in an apartment, you can still have four Four plants. plants, It's crazy. But one of the problems with this is that each province in Canada comes up with the rules and regulations surrounding cannabis. Yeah, so it could be different. Yeah, just like uh, liquor laws. Legalization in the state of California, for example, uh, both recreationally and medically, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, if a town or a county wants to prohibit the sale of cannabis, it can. I may be wrong, but I don't know. In any event, it's a mishmash in North America. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a mess all over. Uh, some states are legal. It's legal medically in Canada, um, but it's just uh, hopefully 
this will be resolved over the next couple of years and there will be a level playing field. Because I think the momentum with respect to legalization is starting to pick up. And even Bob Bob said uh, yesterday that it will be legal within the next couple of years. Years. And I think it gets to the point where if the public demands it, the politicians have to. Yeah, make it legal, and I'm sure hoping that's the way it goes. Because you know, you would look at what's going on on in Michigan now. You know, with Peter O'Toole and a number of people, and I know you know speaking with Robin Swan uh, earlier this week. You know, it's like California's going backwards in progression of of the whole cannabis thing as well. Backwards in what sense? Oh, they're they're making it more difficult. You're going to have to. If you're producing, you have to be in an industrial area, and the licenses are going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. And, you know, it's almost like they're putting up as many possible roadblocks as they can. Mm -hmm. Corey, of all the interviews we've done, are there any that stand out for you that uh, are impactful? Oh, gosh, there were a lot. I mean, they all are. They were. um, Bill McDonald... Um, oh, he's the guy that lost all that weight pounds. and had uh, had the thyroid cancer and stuff. Yeah, Doug Bench, um, the, the judge, um, the Huntington's uh, case, case that we talked about the other day. Yeah, um, th- there's just so many. You know, each of them. I I leave here some days and I think, how do people cope? You know, some of the things that people are going through or have gone through and are still alive and or battling absolutely floors me. Do you, you know, know, that's exactly the same way I feel, too. I think, how can people deal with that yeah. day after day, especially yeah. when you have kids who uh, have a, a terrible illness? Yeah, that, or, that would be the worst, having a child yeah. with, with health issues. And yet... On the other hand, it's so wonderful to hear about the difference that cannabis has made in these people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and uh, Corey, I didn't know that we have a bit of a following in the UK. Right. And uh, we we have talked to a number of people in the UK who have been extremely supportive of Cannabis Health Radio. And uh, we would like to give a shout-out to those folks in the UK because I realize it's very difficult for them to access uh, cannabis because it's illegal. Yeah, CBD is yeah. illegal, and so many scammers over. So many UK. scammers yeah. out there. Yeah. So where uh, where are we going in the next uh, few years, Corey Elland? I have no idea. I have no idea either. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hoping that uh, we're still going to be doing this show, and we're reaching more and more people, and. Uh, we can't do it without uh, people's support, though, uh, as you're well aware. Yeah, we need uh, we need the support of individuals to – I mean, it doesn't have to be a large financial support, but we need support to continue uh, doing this. Uh, we know there are sponsors out there and advertisers out there, but we just haven't connected with them yet. Yeah. And uh, we send them information on our rates, and I don't think our rates are – unreasonable at all it's five hundred dollars a month to advertise and if you want sponsorship which includes an interview and and us mentioning your product uh it's twelve hundred bucks a month and uh i you know coming from commercial radio uh those are very very reasonable rates yeah i guess the issue Corey, though is that we're in 
a business that is in a gray area in a gray area yes and uh, it's very difficult for businesses to step up even though they probably want to yeah absolutely yeah and uh what are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, uh, I'm just kind of going in my head of all, all the people I've talked to and, and you know, helped and uh, uh, zoning in on hormone-driven breast cancer because it's my nightmare and, uh, you know, just trying to think about what the best ratio for people with that is. And, um, you know, when I first started helping people, it was all about high THC, you know, one fix fits all. And now... As the years go by, we're gaining more and more knowledge about cannabis and the different terpenes and uh, uh, cannabinoids, etc., and the roles that they play. And it's trying to find that sweet spot with everybody for something that works for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with hormone-driven breast cancer, uh, I have helped clear hormone-driven breast cancer with high THC, although. The rumor is, or it's more than a rumor, I'm not, that's poor choice of words. Um, the evidence now points to the fact that often with hormone driven breast cancer, THC will drive that cancer. So you want a higher CBD and a lower THC ratio. So either a two to one, three to one. I spoke to a woman yesterday who's been very successful so far. Uh, in battling her hormone-driven breast cancer, and she's uh, estrogen-positive and HER2 positive. And she's doing a 5-to-1 ratio of CBD to THC. Mm. Yeah, we're so, all different. We're all different. We're all different, you know, and it depends how much we need, I think, and how our body processes it. And um, I wish there was a, a down, you know, a pat answer. Oh, you're estrogen-positive? Two drops of this, one of that, three times a day. No, it doesn't. And work unfortunately, that it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work. It that doesn't way work at all. that way. But you know, uh, often people will call me and they say, you know, do you think it's too late? I've got this, this, and this going. On. Do you think it's too late? And I'll say to them, do, do they have a heartbeat? Because if they've got a heartbeat, there's still a chance. Yes, you've got hope. You've absolutely got hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just flashing on a guy. Um, that I spoke to, and I remember this very clearly because it was Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, you should qualify that and say, flashing on the guy, then there was this long pause that I spoke to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know how it is. <laughs> I spoke to him on Christmas Eve a year ago, and he was 32 years old, and he had stage 4 melanoma. No, melanoma. No, that's wrong. Uh, pancreatic cancer, stage 4, with Matt's... I want to say to the bones. That's like a death sentence. Oh, absolutely. They'd given him a couple of months. And I'm looking at this very ill man in front of me, calling me from New York. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a palliative situation. And, you know, I said to him, well, there's, you know, there's always hope. Um, the very least the cannabis oil will do is give you a quality of life that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, five months later, he called me and he was cancer free. Wow. High THC. Yeah. You know, and that is something, Ian, we don't win all the time with mm-hmm. cannabis oil. Cannabis oil has about an 80% success rate. Mm-hmm. Chemotherapy has a 3% success rate. Um, often these people come to me when they're out of options 
and their bodies are ravished by chemo and radiation, and uh, they're very, very ill, and their cancers are very advanced. In every single case where we have lost somebody, without exception, every single time, the family, whoever, the friend, has said, what a difference the oil made to that person's quality of life. Mm. In every single case. I haven't had one time where they haven't said that. Yeah. So I think in itself, what a what an option that is to have, to have your loved one, if they're going to go, go peacefully, not be in agony. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. what a gift, what a gift to that person. Yeah. If it is their time to go, to be able to ease them through it. Yeah. Well, Corey, it's our time to go. It's our time to go, And Anne. did we ease you through it? Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on Thank you. Uh, your diagnosis of being cancer-free. We'll keep counting the years. Yes. And when we reach 100, you're on your own. Oh, thanks, Ian. Well, that's because you're older than me and you won't be here. <laughs> Smartass. <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, you can go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and make a donation to help us out. Thanks, Corey. Thank you. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.